Welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I am Ray. And I'm Abby. We are looking at Ant-Man and Wasp. That's right. It is the, uh, I guess we call it, it's the um, the bumper or the, what's what's the term they say in wrestling when you have like the, the mid card that comes up before the main event? Yeah. So it's like a false sense of low. And then until it bumps you up again to the big finale, it's records in terms of the box office reflected that kind of mentality but it did really well because they want people wanted to see the connection uh to endgame you know like will this movie reveal something that we missed or we need to see before endgame you know that was because there was two films there was this and captain marvel at the time these were the two films to see before the right. before endgame and everyone i knew who, who was watching this you know didn't give you know two heinies you know for this movie but because it was put here uh, as a bridge, if you will. Everyone I knew wanted to see this, and th- and those who saw the opening week just wanted to know how it connected. And then once they f- once people heard word of mouth, I guess sales or the mark the box office kind of went down because people found out what the connection was. But it's opening weekend. It, I think it is phenomenal. I don't know what the actual numbers were, but I know it did it did record numbers. And compared mm-hmm. compared to the first one, so just for you, um, where was where do you rank this movie in terms of the top t- in terms of the tiering uh, for Marvel? Um, I thought it was uh, interesting. Okay, kind of funny. You know, I laughed a couple times. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Okay, so. Um, I, I'm a fan of Luis was his ability to rapid fire talk. And when he's giving like an explanation of how the heist is going to take place yeah. and he, he narrates it, I was blown away how we had characters sinking in with what he was saying, like the heist and how that was going to go. They did that twice in the first Ant-Man and they did twice in the second one here. And Luis is probably one of the biggest comic relief characters I think I've ever seen in, in the MCU. He's so he's so radically different, and he's so optimistic and so positive, even though he's doing bad things, you know. And he's got a really good main right hook, which is a love about the character. It's a heist movie. It's like it is. This is the Ocean's Eleven uh, for the MCU, you know. When you get into a, a real big caper, this is kind of the fallout from Civil War, you know. I, and I, uh, you know, because you're wondering, well, what happened to, um, you know. Michael Douglas's character and his and his daughter, like what happens because they're associated with the superhero thing, they were outlaws too. They were on, on the run. In in terms of wanting to see the end game dramatic uh, build, that bridge, this wasn't gonna give you what you wanted, but to have a breather, to have something funny, this was okay. Okay. And, and as a standalone, not knowing about the end game, it would have done pretty well. But marketing-wise, it was smart because you had to go see it to catch the the glimpse to the end game. In terms of like how they manipulated the the quantum world and how the quantum world relays to where we're going to be going later on in the films in the, or in the series, uh, I think I, I like Michelle Pfeiffer as one as Janet. Um, so I, I I thought it was okay. I thought it was fun. Uh, I think Paul Paul Rudd is a, is pure comic gold. I think um, when he did the writing in the first one and you know a lot of it. Um, spilled over into this one, uh, it was great. The, the character of Ghost uh, was was an interesting character, and we have Larry Fishburne getting some cameo appearances from certain people were pretty cool in this one. 
and um, the FBI agent who we'll later see in um, WandaVision uh, was was there. So you know, you you had certain characters that were kind of fun, and that, and that card trick. So, so there were certain gimmicks and certain little key key strokes that was um, watching again. I kind of picked up in the post aftermath of watching everything where we are until like now after seeing one division after seeing endgame is this a film you would see over and over again oh hell no oh no okay <laughs> but, okay. but 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 in honestly this is the kind of film i would if i had a you have a let's say i had a daughter or a, or a young son or a little kid with me this is the kind of movie you want to bring to the family you know because as an adult uh you get something out of it and as a child you get something out of it too. And it's still a pretty high stakes functioning, uh, high functioning film, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's one of the few MCU films that I'll, I wouldn't have any reservations in, in showing uh, across mix of demographics. It is probably better than the original a little bit. I mean, there are certain things about it, like the whole part where he gets too big and kind of passes out the boat scene. Okay. I didn't care much for that particular sequence. But uh, the, the car chase was kind of cool. The Pez was kind of fun. The way they make trying to make sense of the science is pretty cool. The building shrinking and, and falling is kind of nice. It was all part of something that led to something more important down the road for us to understand. Um, if you like, um, are you a fan of the Ocean's 12, uh, Ocean's 11 kind of films? Yeah. 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 So this, this was kind of like that. This was like their version of, like, whenever you need a heist, whenever you need something stolen, uh, this, he, Scott Lang is a person you would go to, you know? And so mm -hmm. that was his significance in the end game. And this was just highlighted his, 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 his niche, his, what he contributes to the, to the, uh, to the equation, you know, as a hero. Cool. So, I would watch it with a family. I could watch it again, like maybe once or twice more. In in the idea that if it was to bring the family together as a family kind of gathering, what did you get out of this? Um, it was funny. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of the old movie Ants. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it was little ants and stuff doing stuff. From what I recall. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was, was um, ants living in grass, from what I remember. You know, right. it was, yeah, you know, it just wildlife um, um, kind of doing stuff in grass. It was mm -hmm. interesting. It was kind of funny, okay. you know. I thought it was, it, uh, like, it was cute, mm -hmm. but I don't think I'd watch it again. Okay, no, that's that's good. That's a pretty good honest opinion assessment. I mean, for for me, it when I was watching it, the thing I was the thing that it reminded me of, and it has nothing to do with the actual film, but it brought me back to a time is when I used to watch Herbie the Love Bug. You know, okay, especially the, the chase scene down in San Francisco. It was very much like Herbie the Love Bug. So, and again, this goes back to the the family experience. So that's what it, it kind of drew me to. The okay. film has nothing to do with Herbie. The context of it has nothing to do with Herbie. It's just the the um, this like the feeling I got from it, like just on an emotional yeah. level, on, okay. a, on a connection with it. That's what it reminded me, uh, or I, it felt for me, reminiscent of. In terms of a double feature, uh, this is a heist. So I'm gonna say Ocean's Twelve is the closest thing I could think of a heist, even though there's not a. Um, 
sleight of hand. What's a three hand Monty? What's it called? The what? The what's it? What's that? There's a game. Is it, is it called? It's not three hand Monty. It's something three something Monty. Yeah, I can't remember. I wow, it's just on the tick tip of my tongue something monty it's like oh. three something monty but it's not three yeah. it's not three hand monty it's three four hand five hand no it's three hand so it's three it's three something three. monty but it's like i don't know the actual what the middle word is right but anyways you don't see what's happened you don't see what the real trick you don't see it's a diversion and okay. so it's just the way oceans 11 12 and 13 was yeah you know, because you're following the narrative and you think you know what's going on, but yet, no, there's something else happening underneath it. So you never see that coming. Uh, with mm. this one, you don't have that intricacy of that, but it's the highest. It's the um, things going wrong and then rolling with it. Uh, and there was not right. much control. So that was kind of cool. I mean, that's what I got from it. And that's the closest thing I could think of that would go with this movie. Um cool. So Ocean's 12 is the kind of, yeah, because you have the Scott Can and uh, Casey Affleck. Uh, right okay those those two they're like they're like the knuckleheads so those mm. are like it's like it's like the knuckleheads of the group kind of get together to work it out i mean you get ti you get louise michael pena's character so you have that kind of um lower end um criminals trying to go for big you know and that's kind of fun that was kind of uh humorous and cool. you still got bobby cannavale you have judy greer the place the mother and you also you have the father and daughter, and this is this is one of the few movies that it's like a real love connection between fathers and daughters. Mm. There's very few films that you can actually have, you can share the, you can feel the emotional um, importance of that. So uh, I, I really enjoyed intimate parts and the fun parts. It's the innocence that's what really drew me to this. Uh, out of ranking, I would give this movie a seven and a, and a half out of ten. Uh, I just thought. The, the family dynamic really worked for me. It makes you care for this character, even though he's flawed. Uh, and Wasp, uh, yeah, Wasp is actually a little more lighter. Um, she's kind of, she's a little more uptight than the first one. This one, I, I liked her a little bit more. Uh, and uh, and the group was great, you know, so uh, that's where I stand. How about you? Where do you rank this? Well, um, I thought it was cute. Kind of reminded me of the movie Heist with eddie murphy oh yeah that's a, oh wow okay yeah yeah and uh, matthew broadwick yeah yeah how they would like steal stuff or mm -hmm. they were stealing something right yeah because yeah you know it, it was yeah it was like that kind of cute i mm -hmm. you know i thought it was funny as well right um yeah that one i would see again and it was on par with the heist actually um yeah um do you want to go back to the bag or yeah let's check out the email bag buford mailbag song hit it letters i get letters so many letters okay. Okay. you go first okay um i hated it rupender west town new york uh, we yeah. have at Queen Colleen 73, <clears throat> Ant-Man and Wasp is an all right follow-up to the first. It had good humor, but it's nothing great. That's how I can sum up this movie. It's fine, but nothing great. The movie feels so inconsequential that it just feels like I shouldn't really care about the events that's happening. Yeah, we were kind of alluding to that before, right? Like, it's like, I think it's because it's positioned between two great pinnacle movies that... It kind of like it it lost something along the way, lost in translation. 
Uh, and even on its own, it's, you know, it's a mar it's one of those marginal movies where, you know, you'll never make a billion dollars. No way. It was never meant to make a billion dollars. It was just meant to be a fun movie and just like a throw. Now I won't say throwaway film, but just a film that's just, you know what? It was there. It was an experience and we can move forward. And I think that's why you and I was saying, you know, we wouldn't watch it again. You know, right. it's, it's just because of that. Mm -hmm. Our last email. Oh, one of the best Marvel movies around. Highly recommended this one. Ivan O.K., Toronto, Ontario. Well, I want to say thank you to our uh, listeners and sending us your emails. That's greatly appreciated. Yeah. Just so our listeners can know, um, we, we kind of fall out of favor with the uh, analytics of um, of YouTube. I guess it's because it's kind of hard for people to find us. So for those who, who are able to watch our show or listen to our podcast, we ask if you can um, hit the uh, notification bell below or hit subscribe or give us a thumbs up or hit a couple stars. You know, uh, you're not asking for a Patreon, but just acknowledge that, you know, you watch our show and that you, that you, you know, that you think we're okay. And we appreciate that. Even just the acknowledgement in the system gets us known and it helps us to get us out there. So just even a thumbs up, uh, one or two stars or four stars or hitting the subscription, subscribe down below. It just helps us get us back on track with the analytics, as well as making, you know, getting your friends out there to see, hear us and see us because typing up Pantheon of M, I found out myself, I can't find me. So uh, just help us out a little bit. We're not looking for a Patreon, but just give us, you know, a thumbs up, hit the notification bell, hit subscribe, thumbs up, even like a comment down below. That'd be really fun too. That just acknowledging us, that'd be awesome. And it helps us out so much. Um, Evie, anything for you? Nothing for me. It's all good, bro. Okay. So with that, I'm Ray. I'm Evie. We'll talk to you later. I just have one question. When Cap needed help, if I'd asked you, would you have come? I guess we'll never know. But if you had, you'd have never been caught. I do some dumb things. The people I love the most, they pay the price. Thanks to you, we had to run. We're still running. Let's go. Maybe you just need someone watching your back, like a partner. Hold on. You gave her wings and blasters. So I take it you didn't have that tech available for me? No, I did.